sharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Oversharing. I'm Tawny. I'm Maria. And we're still here. We we are. <laughs> we are. Last week, we just, like, politely pretended we for I don't know what, you know? It was a lot. There were just, there was just, the vibe was not right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it Sometimes just, Sometimes it's yeah. hard to get into the mood the allergies just just so much (laughs) my allergies have been killing me and it's december um i find this very rude i wake up with an itchy throat and i also think having to sleep with the heat on messes with me you know Mm. i get all dried out dry yeah but this week i've been waking up at like 4 30 in the morning and then just one nostril will stuff Hmm. And once that happens, I'm like, I'm up, I'm up. Maybe we should put a diffuser in there. Mm, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, with an essential so. oil. No, I've done that before, and you ended up putting it in like a flavor that I'm allergic to. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. We'll check that off. Uh, humidifier. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I don't, it's just... Annoying. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's annoying to have to take multiple, you know allergy medications and then on top of it i've just been taking dayquil because i'm like i don't know what is what but i don't feel sick like once i get through that morning yuckiness i'm fine right so you've been getting up early too i I know that was everything i just said (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole fucking point (laughs) so glad you're here (laughs) it's early (laughs) (laughs) of course it is we've been putting everything all to the last minute also i've just been so busy um with the etsy shop which i'm so thankful for yes but it's a lot and it came at me very quickly plus the holidays the holidays just can make things heavier not even in a bad way it just everything can feel more chaotic Uh, yeah i think people are rushing around a little more and stuff yeah and I'm always in my head, even though I'm in my 30s now, I'm always on, like, an elementary school schedule. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the way my year is still planned out. Like, the summer, I base it off, like, school when it's when school stops and starts, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I think of Christmas in terms of everyone being on break. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, on this date is when the world kind of slows down <laughs> because everybody, like, in my head, everyone's off. Like, <laughs> because I just have that elementary... I don't know. I wonder if anybody else still thinks like that. Like, that's how I think of summer, too. Well, that's always like in summer, been your, I feel like everybody's off. It's always been your job, though. <laughs> that's too. true. Yeah. But you I'm know not off I mean? in the summer. Like, that's sometimes my busiest right. time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just been a lot. And then this week, um, completely shocking. Like, I was genuinely taken aback that Twitch oh, yeah. from So You Think You Can Dance, also from Ellen, uh, died this week yeah. by apparent suicide. Apparently by suicide. Um, I, 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 it took me, I was like, you text me mm-hmm. actually. And the first thing I did was Google it, of course, to make sure <laughs> it was true. And then I text Amy and it took, it was, took some time for that. It takes your breath away, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember when uh, Whitney Whitney Houston died. I mean, it took my fucking breath away. Yeah. I was. And and we were just talking about obsession because I didn't have an obsession with her. Yeah. I just thought her, she had the voice of an angel. <laughs> you, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and she was so beautiful. And what a loss. Definitely a loss. I think that can happen... I think a lot of times with music too and different celebrities, they kind of connect to a part of our lives. And there Mm -hmm. might've been a time when you were really going through something and something by this person helped pull you out of it. So then you do create almost this nostalgic connection with them. And I would imagine a lot of people had that with Twitch, especially myself. I was an Ellen watcher, you know, even when I was nattying, like my kids were familiar because I'm like, okay, when we come in from school, we get to watch Ellen, you know, (laughs) while we're doing our homework. And it it's just so so sad it's so and sad. ellen's over now and yeah you know what i mean that was a uh 
he was just such a huge part of the show and such a joy, such a light, so charming. And he had a beautiful family. He did. And it's just, it's really, it's sad. And, and the stigmas around suicide are unfortunate and sad. I can't imagine, I can't, just cannot imagine. Now I'm, I'm the daughter, you know, pop committed suicide yeah. and that, that was devastating. Um, but I could, I cannot imagine what his wife is going through. I know. I know. I just can't. I just, I just can't. And honestly, if we are thinking logic, I don't mean to say logically like in a condescending way, but if you think outside the box on it and he was struggling with his mental health, you know, there's a good chance that there were signs. There's a good chance that he has been going through things and she's probably been riding these waves with him. You know, I see a lot of people speculate and assume that because twitch committed suicide that he wasn't able to express himself that he didn't have anyone in his life he can talk to you know like the implication is always check on your friends Mm -hmm. and i just want to remind people that you know sometimes you miss it like there could be people in our lives that we are checking on that we are staying on top of for lack of better phrasing you know that we're checking in with that we're concerned and and sometimes it just happens anyway and i think there's no... It's I, so gray. I think it's important to remember that depression looks different on everybody. 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 You know what I mean? Like, th- And it just comes out of nowhere. The bottom line is like you really cannot look at a person and know what they're going Hell through. no. Ever. Ever. Even if you Ever. live with them around the clock, you no. never know. No. You can't yeah. be inside someone's head. Mm-mm. And it's as and, fascinating as it is frustrating. And we're learning that so much more because of our relationship yeah you know what i mean like just simple things where i'm learning about your anxiety yeah you you know what i mean where i'm like what like i would never think that wow you know what i mean so it's been so enlightening yeah but again back back to this family i'm i'm heartbroken for them it's it's devastating Mm, i Um, just i I'm devastated for anyone who has to experience that, you know, we've been through it. I have many people in my life where, you know, the looming idea, the concern, the looming concern is there. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And it it's scary. But mental health, depression, anxiety, all of those things, they just, there's there really is no textbook. There's no cut and dry it doesn't look the same on everyone and you just never know you don't you, you never don't. know you know just you be fucking nice yeah. and it, it's crazy that, that that was ellen's catchphrase you yeah. know be kind and i don't know it feels so it, you ever just have you like i don't want to sound like i'm diminishing it but you ever just have those moments where you're like this just can't be real life like you almost feel like you're being punked as if there's like there's some higher power putting on a show because the things that go on you're like this can't be real this can't be what people are going through you know it's it's so upsetting and that that's what happens to me on tiktok because yeah. I'm seeing, you know, all the shit that of, people go through, all the disgusting thing, all the children that go missing every day, all the Ugh. families, all the, all all the all the babies that are sorry, I, you know, cut out of stomachs. People yeah. are stealing women, you know, just the things you previously didn't think about because we didn't have this kind of instant exposure to everything, you know. And I I talk about this with my friends a lot. How do you find the balance between? being a person who is in the know to what's going on in the world and not being completely absorbed by like sadness and depression and worry <laughs> and yeah. rage and I'm struggling and I'm struggling with all of those right now because you know being on TikTok I'm learning about history things that I never knew yeah and I never knew because I didn't go looking for it You know what I mean? I can't blame it on my education. I can't blame it on being, you know, raised in a Marco Island, Florida elementary system. You know what I mean? Like any of that. Yeah. Um, But I'm devastated with the things that human beings have done to other human beings. I know. 
oh my god speaking of what human beings will do to other human beings we watched the new netflix documentary don't pick up the phone last night oh my god um talk about traumatized so the premise, I don't remember this. You said, Once it started, you said you remembered hearing about I this. I definitely remember hearing about this. It ends up taking place between 94 and 2004. So I guess, you know, that would explain why I don't remember. I was maybe 16 towards the end of it. But anyway, um, what was happening was there was hoax calls being made to fast food chain restaurants. And the caller was pretending to be a police officer and was getting the managers to do strip searches on their employees body cavities searches searches. yeah i mean at one point spanking yeah it's 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 just it's It's fucking awful awful. and a couple of these are caught on the cctv cameras and it's what the fuck and the whole fight goes to be you know is the caller responsible because it's actually the manager it's actually the people in the room who did the damage so yeah. how much is the caller responsible for? So there's a whole psychology to it, of but course. He does but give, what? he gives the option, he tells the manager to get the employee on the phone. Right, and so he doesn't he, have he a specific, he someone. describes someone. Yeah, yeah, so he, you know that he must be, he must have been in the place. He describes someone. No, I think he just takes a shot. And Okay, so fair enough. Um, because the one the one woman said she's like I'm not blonde I'm not five foot three do you know what I mean and right. she ended up being the target anyway. But I don't. I'm sorry. I, I missed that part. But um, he tells her you can either be searched by the manager or we could send an officer down. Well, that's and, immediately with the manipulation. Yep. You know, it's like you're a sixteen year old. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were underage. Yeah. Oh my God! But when you said what human beings will do to other human beings, but and then oh, there's just it's so fucked up. It was fucked it's up. It's so fucked up. It, the it, things that people will sit back and watch other people do. I, I all of it. I don't and know. then and then the the one that had a video, you know that that was shown, and and police officer had to watch that and stuff. And I think that that is where she ended up winning like $6.1 million. She sued. McDonald's. Yeah. So McDonald's, there was a lot of these calls that had taken place at McDonald's. And I mean, over a hundred, I think they said over a hundred were, you know, successful for lack of a better term. But there were many instances where this guy would call and he'd be hung up on. They wouldn't take the call. He wouldn't get through. Mm-hmm. And Basically, they were suing McDonald's because McDonald's chain of command didn't handle the safety issue within McDonald's. The they company. did no communication. They right. didn't put a blast so this email was happening. out. There was one night where it happened four, four times in one day within, a, like, these counties were just within miles of each yes. other. Yes, yes. Um, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And yeah. these people weren't communicating. And these, these companies these, weren't uh, keeping these people safe. phone calls were going on for three and four hours. This yep. wasn't a 15-minute thing. No. You know what I mean? And uh, it was it was so, so hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. So hard to watch. It, I was yeah. just I mean, cringing the whole time. You got the highlights from us, but if you dive in, beware. It's very uncomfortable. It's it is because... It's very uncomfortable. Because... Well, you sit there the whole time judging these people, you know, and then there's so many things. Obviously, in this moment right now, I can say for 100% fact, I wouldn't have gone for it on either side, right? As the manager, manager, as the manager or as the the employee trying to be, however, you know, change my environment, Mm -hmm. you know, make me 18, make me at my brand new fucking job when my mom is sick, you know, Mm -hmm. make me... You, you know, uh, as as the sole provider of my siblings, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, you put right. people you don't want to lose in your job these situations, and you mm-hmm. don't know what you're going to do. I mean, I've done tons of stupid shit out of emotional desperation. And, and the one thing that just I just can't get out of my head is, as a manager, I have a sixteen because it didn't just happen to a girl; it was a female manager also strip searched a male. Yes, underage employee. Yes, yes, And yes. that, for me, the underage thing, right, for me, I knew 100% wrong. Yeah. And then, again, for me, I don't... Fuck you. Yeah. Come down here. Show me your badge, bitch. You know, I even, even at 16, I'd have been like, 
fuck you, I'm calling my mom. Yeah. And we have to be clear, they were <laughs> targeting very, very small towns mm-hmm. with very small police forces, mm-hmm. uh, probably not as much education and, as And the girl said, areas. I'm very submissive. I always right. do a what I'm told. A lot of these people grew up in church, yeah. grew up in the, in the scouts, grew up in military families, just by chance, you know? These yeah. are these are submissive people. And I mean, as a child, I was a rule follower. You know, mm-hmm. if someone would have told me these are the rules, I would have been like, okay, even <laughs> no matter how silly they sound. I don't think, I don't think that I would have ended up in that situation. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But like I said, who am I to say? Like right. you change the environment. Yeah. And I think when we put ourselves in the position of being like, that could never be me. I think we're silly. I think I, like I look back on some of the things that I have done and now I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. And before that moment, I would have never put myself in that moment. Exactly. You just really... I, I, I can say the same thing. Don't know. Mm-hmm. The brain and, and psychology and our emotions. Tough watch. Um, and I think it's an important thing to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still wonder, like, some some of the managers were held accountable. Yeah. You know I, what mean, I mean? And then you figure it's on camera, so then you get into pornography. You get into solicitation of a minor because some it's just there's so much that goes but into it and they weren't able to actually hold the caller no. accountable Mm-mm. because in the eyes of the law he was guilty i mean he was he wasn't guilty i'm sorry they couldn't prove he made the calls right even though they had the footage of him buying the calling cards right. and it was absolutely him. it's just the shit that goes on man but I think another People important thing to say is there were only a few towns where it was reported that actually took it seriously. I mean, that's a problem in itself. You know, and only two detectives out of how many counties? Was it like 37? I don't even know. Yeah, like like 37 he did this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how obedient some people are well people can be conditioned into that I mean Mm -hmm. you can condition somebody into anything dude jumping jacks naked oh my god it was just awful awful so fucking sad bend over and touch your toes and let him check your cavity yeah for a wallet or drugs yeah sorry I mean when it's already clear it's not there (laughs) I don't know what else yeah but it's just fucked it's fucked up what a fucking i had never heard of it i had saw a thread on twitter about it yesterday actually and then but i didn't realize that the documentary they were talking about was brand new and then it popped up on netflix of course so yeah oh man hmm i feel good moving right off of that (laughs) i am so sorry for what everyone went through but that that weighed me down again today, just talking about it. That's what I mean, you know? Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, how do we how do we stay informed? How do we be people who are concerned about what others are going through? How do we practice empathy on a daily basis? And also not be like, oh my God, I can't take one more fucking thing, you know? It's so much, regardless of what side you're on, you know? Because even mm-hmm. the people who don't agree with me, I think you're silly, but... It's probably just as frustrating for them to see us, you know, to see what we're saying. And right. It, and it still takes a mental and emotional toll, you know, even if you don't agree with me, even if you don't sit on my side of the line. Right. I know that you're still mentally or maybe not. Maybe there's people who are just blissfully ignorant and they just follow along. They, they don't think that's what they're doing. Right. But they just follow along with whatever's being fed to them and, and they just cruise. They just cruise through. But that brings us back to privilege. Do you know what I mean? It never stops. It doesn't stop. <laughs> Neither does this burping. Excuse me. Pardon me. This I'm is a lady. why I watch so much reality television. I know you do, girl. <laughs> I can I think I said to you the other day, I can always tell when I'm going through like an anxiety <sighs> or depression dip because I'll go back to the same shows. Like I'm back on Vanderpump, been binging it from the beginning. I need to go back and see what my friends are up to. And it's the same thing because it's the same seasons I've already yeah. watched. James has not changed. <laughs> James Kennedy has not. That's not true. He's so, he's California sober now in real time. So <laughs> not in those episodes. <laughs> oh, no, there's no type of sober in those episodes. Um, and then I was late to Vanderpump. 
So then I've also have now dove into the Watch What Crappens podcast. I listen to them in real time and I've gone back now and I'm listening to all their old Vanderpump. So I'm getting double doses of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. <laughs> no, that's what keeps it light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do you know what I, I guess. mean? Yeah. When I'm driving home it. from work, I would rather be thinking like, oh, I wonder what James and Jax are up to right now than like... Oh, Donald Trump has NFT fucking playing oh cards, you know? <laughs> yeah. I heard that. It's 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 escapism. Yeah. I could go the rest of my life and never hear his name and be fine oh with it. Oh my god, if only Absolutely. we could be so lucky. If there was like a mute button On just life. for yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I was trying to tell you last night about the mute for Twitter. I know. You could just mute certain words, like mm-hmm. any word, and then you'll never just have to see a tweet. Elon. Word. <laughs> That's what I wanted to mute. I just couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you could also block them, too, because his tweets are just forced into your feed now. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't avoid it. <laughs> mm. Mm. And Twitter, oh, it used to be so fun, and now I feel like you can't comment on anything without the risk of the mob just coming out to attack. There's no civil conversation anymore. People right, right. just want to go for the throat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought we were just having a dialogue about right. why we disagree, trying to get to the middle. Right. And they're like, no, you're ugly. Have you seen your profile picture? Your dad probably hated you, and you probably still breastfeed from your mama. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what the <laughs> these titties <laughs> not the cancer titty what? <laughs> you know and i'm wow. like yeah you bro, know i'm what? like all i said was i don't like orange juice with pulp like, right. <laughs> that's all i fucking said is i don't why are you discriminating against the pulp <laughs> you liberals just don't know you never know what you, you want. fucking snowflakes you'll fall for anything you'll drink fake juice it doesn't even have pulp <laughs> Like, it never fucking... It doesn't end. Stops. And I'm sorry. Like, welcome back to another episode of Men Are Trash. Oh, but no. The fucking whistles of, like, male toxic... Like, <laughs> I can't even talk. But, like, masculine toxicity isn't real. Like, bitch, yes the fuck it mm-hmm. is. I am so sick of men pretending that women don't care about their mental health and their well-being and their feelings. Like, guys, can you please do me a favor and look around? Like, the reason you don't feel comfortable sharing your emotions is because other men have made it that you're weak if you share your emotions. Like, again, it's fucking systemic. You can't go to your guy friends because your guy friends make fun of you. They call you gay. They call you a girl if you're exposing your feelings, if you're talking about something you're going through, you know, or they make light of it. They make a joke. Just for instance, you know, if I said to one of my girlfriends, like, oh, I'm gaining so much fucking weight. I'm just feeling so shitty about my body. And then I go meet her for lunch. She's not going to go, well, what's up, fatty? You right. Know? Like, right. But men do that and to you're each gonna other. you're going to eat that? That's stupid. Right. Why? But, Why do you do that? But my, my friends would never use something I'm going through as a punchline to hurt me, like, as a joke. But men do that to each other all the fucking time and then they're like oh no one cares about our mental health like no you don't care about each other's mental health like what are you guys doing for each other the amount of guy friends i've had in my life and so many of them have come to me to talk about their family stuff dating their relationships and it's like do you not realize you're coming to a woman because you can't go to your guy friends right it's other men that make it uncomfortable for men to express their feelings that in itself is toxicity right masculine toxicity like what are you not getting and and right yeah i i um i don't get it It, i don't get it another thing that i feel rage about all the time and as i've gotten older and like really taken a look at men and men in my life you know what i've had you know what i've been exposed to and it, it makes it even harder now to like people. I know. I know. I know. I, I find it fascinating. Something I see over and over is that if a man... So, like, when men are cheated on or wronged by a woman, it seems as though every future woman that they encounter is supposed to be empathetic to what that man went through and understand his emotional struggle that he can't possibly trust another woman because this one woman hurt him. Yet men can't seem to fathom that when it comes to women 
we feel that way about all men after being raped, sexually assaulted, abused, you know, being hit by a man. Like, we move forward with that. So why is it okay for you to now not trust any women because one cheated on you, Mm -hmm. but it's not okay for us to not trust every man because we've been physically or emotionally and verbally harmed by them. Like, where is the logic? How is there no equal ground there? It doesn't make any sense. It definitely doesn't make sense. And people get so offended, like, not all men. Okay, but which ones? Right. Which ones? Right. And that's the point. The same way, men, you don't know that the next woman you get into a relationship with isn't going to cheat on you, isn't going to break your Mm -hmm. heart isn't going to have a friend I have a baby with your friend like we don't know that the next person we get into like especially because these relationships we've talked about so many times the ones that do get dark and 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 painful and violent don't start out that way nope because these people who why would it start I, right. on my first date had you know he pushed it, me in the face on the first date I, I wouldn't have went back have on the second one but he didn't. But he did not. He was so sweet. <laughs> yes. and he was a gentleman. Yes. You know, the first three months was a whole big gentleman. It's a show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you... Yeah. I mean, it's... mine, my situation, he wasn't even a gentleman. My situation, looking back, like, he... It was blatant, and he immediately was working on my insecurities, and he was... Like, he had me pegged. Like, mm. he knew exactly what person, kind of person I was, wow. you know? And it's something that I've had to reflect on a lot because obviously I played a huge part in that. And that's the other thing that I think is interesting. I've encountered so many men who have been wronged by an ex. Therefore, they've never taken the time to... And you know what? And and women too. I've met so many people who have been wronged by someone and they haven't taken the time to reflect on what part they played in that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you actively did anything... But like my abusive relationship, I did take a part in that. Like my choosing to stay, my choosing to go back, my reacting to him, you know, getting emotionally involved in these volatile fights. Like those are all flaws in me. There is something wrong with me that I'm thinking this is what love looks like, that I'm willing to spend my energy and time doing this. Like that's a me problem. I could have easily left that relationship and been like, he's fucking crazy. I won't have these issues with the next person as long as they're not crazy. But I didn't do that. Instead, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with you that, you know, because like, I can't worry about what he did to me that like, what he did to me is something whole have to reckon with. But what I need to now deal with what I need to clean up is why I felt so fucking small that I would let someone treat me this way. You watched me do it. And that that plays into it. You 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 watched me do it. I mean, it's part of exactly everything you said. Every single word, everything. Yeah, you was I. I did all of that, but I watched that. I watched that in my sisters. I watched that in my mom. Yeah, and that's how it happens. Our lifestyles are normalized, so we don't realize how bad they truly are, or we take away one little thing and think that we're doing so much better. Yeah. You know, like maybe you had a parent who was physically abusive and would scream at you and belittle you and make you feel shitty. So then when you have children, you just don't hit them. Right. But you still scream at them and make them feel shitty. So you don't realize all the parts that you're carrying on. Or maybe if you had a parent that neglected you and made you feel like you weren't there. So then you stalk and over control your children or control your children not there's no over you know what i mean then that creates new traumas you get what i'm saying i could have been a little stalky was um, i stalky i don't even it was so different you switched like you moved the goalposts all the fucking time damn you know what i like there was no stable if you do this this will happen like it was always different there was always different rules there was always a new game on the mood that i was in or whatever kind of day i was having absolutely was what a discipline would be or a response would be percent well that sucks yeah yeah and then you think i think that a lot of i think that's a lot of where my trying to guess not just you because dad was the same way like trying to guess people's moods and people's Mm -hmm. emotions before i even really 
get into it. You know what I mean? Like, I go into a room already, like, okay, what's the, what's going on in this room? Like, trying to figure it out. Right. And so I, that I know how to behave. You know? I do. And know. it's like, that's something I'm trying, I try to break because you can't stay in those mindsets. Mm-mm forever but it takes so fucking long to figure out what they are to figure out what those feelings are and what they're connected to in you i can absolutely identify with that and i'm i'm sure i mean obviously i played a huge part in in that but i I did the same thing you know whether it be with a boss you know or 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 my husband or you know i get it yeah it's it's awful (laughs) life's just so hard you know it is hard (laughs) it is hard and but you don't want to be someone who's bitching. But recognizing and... yourself is Huge. really hard, but... It's probably the hardest part. But, but it has the, the most, most important. Yeah. It has the most payoff. Yeah. For sure. And it's it's always happening. You know? It's the people who get upset with you for changing, they're wrong. You should right. be changing. You should be. We have this mindset that, you know, you choose who you are very young and that's just who you're forever supposed to be. But I've changed my mind about so many things once I've gotten more information. And the more I live life, the more information I'm constantly getting. My ideas about a lot of things are changing. There are so many things in my younger years that I was set against. I was like, hell no, I would right. never accept that. I would never do that, blah, blah, blah. In, and now, mid-30s, I'm like, why did I ever think that was a big deal? <laughs> why did I ever allow that to be a deal breaker? Right. Why did I ever allow myself to get upset about that? We're, we're, we're always changing, hopefully. Oh, I, I'm definitely changing. I mean, and I'm, I'm happy for the changes that I've made for, to be in this time of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I'm still not going through chaotic mornings with people, through, you know, chaotic nights, you know, yeah. people just chaos in my house. And I, 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 I I can't. I don't think we really realize how much of our day-to-day behavior is so rooted in our environment. Yeah. Um, You know, when I was in that really bad relationship or even still engaging in some of the toxic relationships in my life, it affected me in so many ways. It carried over into my behaviors at my job, into my relationships with my friends, the way that I was approaching dating. And now that I'm in such a more peaceful, reflective place, you know, I'm not like firing off text messages the minute I have a feeling. I'm just like sitting with it and I'm taking a step back from everything. It has affected everything. Right. It affects the way I approach my job. It affects the way I approach my relationships. It affects what I accept in dating and it's for the better. And I think there's, it's unfortunate that I think there's so many people that are really in shitty environments and they don't even realize it. And if they just tweaked a little bit, I have to say though, a couple boundaries. One of the reasons why you're able to sit with that is that I'm no longer slamming cabinets as a way to show your frustration, my, my frustration with something or yelling, you know, because I think back and I remember those behaviors and I'm like, why didn't you just turn around and say what was wrong? Right. It seems so but simple in it, retrospect. It does, but, you know, I come That's from... That's not the way we learned. Mm-mm. That's not the way you were taught to deal with conflict. You were taught to slam the cabinets or storm out of the house, mm-hmm. leave for a couple hours and make that person wonder where the fuck you are, mm-hmm. you know? And... It's weird, you know, when you think about it now, as the women we are now, what a weird concept for you to think that you leaving the house spontaneously for two hours and your children not knowing where you are is like a good gotcha, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not a personal thing. And that happened. And I remember. You got that from somewhere. I remember. But (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) I remember very crucial time that I had done that. I, I know that I had had an, an awful migraine and, and... You probably didn't want to kill my brother. It was, a, it was absolutely <laughs> about your brother and then you two were just going at it I'm and sure. I did and I left the house but I didn't get far because it clicked in me within a couple of blocks. Holy shit. Holy shit. You left them there. You left her They're there. They're kill each other. So I f- came back yeah. and I literally had... I went after him. Yeah. Because I heard him threaten you. Yeah. You know, I heard him telling someone, I'm going to punch you right in the face. And I thought, 
who in the world's here? I just left. And when I opened the door, I realized he was talking to you. Yeah. I didn't realize how fast I could run <laughs> up a flight of steps. Yeah. And I didn't realize how strong I was because I went through the door. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing at how many doors you've taken out. <laughs> I could take out a fucking Since my door. brother and I have been born. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing my at. My legs are stronger than... I realize. <laughs> I know where to Listen, hit the door. I can take a fucking. Door I mean, they out. say that though, right? The the strength of a mother comes from deep, 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 right? Yeah, Just listen, taking down doors, a, lifting yeah. cars, all that I, crazy shit. Headbutting is one of my faves Blowing too. A house down. Headbutt, girl. Girl, I'll headbutt the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> what a move. Daddy learned. You get, know, but get you too close. You shouldn't have to. Have to. You know, mm-hmm. you should like that. Shouldn't and that and that's what I mean. Like violence was so normal in my home you know not in the way to where we were watching violent movies and talking about guns or talking about war like it was violent all the time it Mm -hmm. was violent in hitting Mm -hmm. and in the words that were used against each other and everything Mm -hmm. was about hurting the person who hurt you Mm -hmm. it was always about some kind of emotional retaliation so I did move on into my romantic relationships thinking that was regular right and I think, unfortunately, social media normalizes a lot of it, too, because they make genuinely toxic relationships seem, like, cute and, like, the thing to do. Like, oh, we called each other 36,000 times and left 42. Like, no, it's not supposed to be like this. Like, he knows I love him. Yeah. Girl, that's stalking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to feel like and this. He, you know what? I've done that. Oh, I've done that. Not 36,000. What is the craziest stalking you've ever done? Let's try to lighten it up because that's another thing too. I want First, I don't on. remember and I know I've done it. Um I have to tell you, I'm sure it was ego, but um da- he had a grip on me that I just couldn't I had such a hard time getting out of. It's called trauma binding beef. And it wasn't until, (laughs) really, it was, it was really, really, really hard to break away from that. I bet. You know, and, and it wasn't just me having, you know, wasn't just me having to break away for me and for you. It was financially, like I was still carrying a financial load for him. Yeah. For a long time. How fucked up is that? A long time. All the way up until, gosh. 2000 something. I know it. But get to the juice. What did you do to stalk him? We already know he's a monster. We got it. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any good stalking stories. But you just said, like, he had a grip on you. There was never a time where you showed up somewhere you weren't supposed to or found out where he was. You guys didn't have the technology that we have today, which makes it very easy to be. Yeah, so that was hard. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't good at like that. And I, I wasn't one to just walk into a bar. And put myself like confront in a, him. That that wasn't that smart. That would be silly. I think. Yeah, That's I, a silly situation. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't try to do stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like key a car. Like oh, I didn't, I've I never didn't, keyed a car. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, like pack stuff out. I don't and throw it out I, the door. Well, I didn't do that kind of stuff. I mean, outside of like throwing a phone or an iPad, I haven't done like property damage. Mm-hmm. I did throw an iPad once, and it broke mm-hmm. a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I. Like, I've thrown water in his face. I've never I've thrown, thrown a, a drink on someone. Him. That sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. A TV? <laughs> yeah, like, pick- what year was this? Because TVs have evolved. Yeah, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't one of these flat screens. It wasn't screen. a flat screen, No, right. but it might have been like a 22-inch or something, one of those ones. Yeah, What girl. was the logic? Was it defense? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You said it a hundred times. I get it. Right. You're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't. I, do. I mean, I know that I've stopped. I'm sure that my sister helped me. My sister definitely was like that ride or die. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'll hate him in that moment with you and then remind you later when you're like, blah, blah, blah. Girl, like she really did try to do that. Yeah. I still do that to her. You know, later. she was like, what? You want to divorce him? You ain't got the money? bam you know she took care of she took care of that yeah you know what i mean so but i remember i'm sure i've done some stupid fucking shit oh i've done some crazy shit and then i scare myself and then you have to sit back and be like damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) why'd i do that (laughs) 
I think one of the, and I already told the story, but I think one of the most impactful things other than, you know, us fighting, fighting was when I um, encountered the woman that he had spent Christmas Eve with. Oh, yeah. All yeah. in, you know, and I, and she called him and she's like, no dog. <laughs> no fucking thank you. No, 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 no. She wants me to watch your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I block out my bad behaviors, so. <laughs> That's not true. No yeah. I mean, whew, that would be so much easier, right? Yeah, I mean... I think a lot of us do, though, for a long time. And that's what I mean. It's sucky to... It's sucky to look at how you've contributed to shitty things that absolutely. have happened to you. It is so much easier to just blame it on everything else. And there is a certain amount of blame that goes on everything else. But there's also a certain amount of accountability that comes into every situation. You know, there's outside there's- of, like child abuse there's no accountability there that's what happened to you but but there's absolutely yeah like my my actions and the way I reacted to him you know I wasn't just responsible for myself yeah you know what I mean in 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 those moments I never thought what are they hearing what are they seeing how are they feeling yeah I you know what I mean I in I, I think people forget you know when they're judging other people's domestic situations I think they forget what those moments are like. When you're you're really fired up to the brink, I mean, you're filled with rage to where you're saying things you can't even fathom, you know, the most awful things. You're not thinking about anything. You're not thinking about, I'm behind the wheel of a car. I'm in the middle of a grocery store. Do you know? And, And that's part of the environment triggering too, is that it normalizes so much you live on eggshells you're in survival mode just waiting for the next fucking thing your your hands are constantly up you're always ready to fight yeah and it when then you just start living at a 99 percent, right and it doesn't take much for the flip like the the switch to, to flip and but you have a responsibility to yourself and society to at least seek help but you cannot do that in that bad relationship or right. in that bad situation right. or You're with right. that toxic friend. You're right. And that, unfortunately, is a trope that society has pushed on us, too. As much as I talk about believing in change and that people can evolve, there are some situations and some people that cannot. There are some things that cannot be rehabilitated. Yes, I agree. Um, and when you're dealing with someone who isn't willing to look at themselves, that's a person who cannot be rehabilitated. And we've all been kind of pushed and encouraged to give people so many chances because they hold certain places in our lives or they gave us something 15 years ago. And it really trickles down. It does. And then you, you know, me, I was in a relationship with a man who's family believe that the marriage stays together no matter you, what you, you, yeah you do you have to do, no you don't have to no you don't have to you know what I mean and I didn't have to and I it took me a long time to get out but I'm out yeah you know and and it's better on the other side it truly <laughs> is it truly is yeah you're making your own decisions and knowing where your money is and things like that is huge it is huge mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the disconnect in society comes from is that there are a lot of women, you know, who have done what you have done. And then also they're raising women. And it's not even about hating men. Like we said, like, I love men and I have so many amazing men in my life. But like... I, I love men. <laughs> I do. I love men. But I love looking at women men. are realizing that they can do this shit on their own, you mm-hmm. know, and I constantly see men having the argument like, oh, well, who's going to change the oil and who's going to, you know, fucking take the trash out and who's going to lift the heavy shit. And it's like, there's ways to get that shit done, too. Of course. And there's going to always be services to hire the same way that men hire fucking services. Like men literally act like they're changing their oil every month, uh, well, every whatever they need mm-hmm. to by themselves and fucking 
rotating their own fucking tires. Like some are, but the majority of men are not doing, they're not doing the repairs around their own fucking homes. Nope. They're not replacing their own garbage disposals, but they act like, oh, we carry all the manly weight. And it's like, most of you aren't even doing those things in your own home, but you think those things are what balances out the emotional labor. And then men have it in their mind that they're supposed to be the providers but in so many instances, they're not doing so. Right. And I have so many friends where it would probably be beneficial if their husbands just stayed the fuck home <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the women make so much more money. Yeah. But men could just never allow that. Like, God forbid, like, I need to be the provider. And it's like, well, really, like, fucking a third of my salary is just covering the childcare yeah. costs. I, I, w- <laughs> I was always the provider. You know, right. and, and I, you know, and and I, I wish I would have been. And we're not saying that there's not men out there who don't carry the entire burden. Absolutely not. Of course, not. we're never implying that it's one way or the other. Mm-mm. Just in and one... we're never implying that it's all men. And well, again, just stop saying it's know, not all men. We don't know which ones though. Yeah. So unless you guys are like, and again, even the guys, even the bad guys would wear a name tag that said "good guy." Okay, like mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's going to be honest about who they are. Right. So right. we have to be weary, and we have to dig into things. That's right. Because you never fucking know. Well, now I got the internet, and I got you. I'm so, a sleuth, girl. When I go back to dating, I'm going to know all You got to Google their asses. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people don't realize. Like, guys, a lot of you, your names are attached to your phone numbers. Like, that kills me. And also, so ladies, let me tell you. If a man from uh, social media gives, not social media, whatever, dating app, gives you his phone number, there's a reverse search app you can look it up. Now, if somebody gives you their cell phone number and it comes up listed as a landline, they're using a text app or they're using a fake way to contact you. Oh, wow. This is not their real fucking phone number. If it comes up with their city and it says wireless and it doesn't have a real name, then they just don't have themselves listed or they might have themselves listed under an alias. Mm. But if it says landline, like, I do this shit all the... I mean, I'm not actively really dating right now, but I've done this shit and it... You do have to be fucking careful. Oh, I've always careful. said, I think it's amazing that men, like, don't know you and they'll, like, invite you to their home and tell you where they work and give you all this information. I'm like, women don't always have that liberty. Like, even when mm-hmm. you're inviting a man to your home, you still have to be very slick about certain things mm-hmm. and giving access to certain information. Right. You know? Yeah. I saw a woman on Twitter, a whole thread she was talking about. She's like, I was polite to a man, you know, encountered him three weeks ago. And then she goes on to explain how he found her work email and was sending her emails. And when she didn't respond to the emails, he was showing up at her work. And just because he was, she was like, polite. Yeah, he was connected. So she was a teacher at like an elementary school. I hope I have this somewhat right. You guys know how I am with the details. And I have them fucking in front of me. Um, and he was a referee for like some of the elementary school games. So he was like kind of in the, in the connections, but not really. And multiple times he came by and asked for her and he wasn't getting it. And then people in the comments were like, genuinely though, she didn't answer his emails. Is he supposed to just assume like, what if the emails didn't get through? He might've assumed that she never got them. She need, or she could have answered the emails and gave him a clear no. And it's like, we shouldn't like, no. <laughs> and cause you know what happens if she would have engaged in the emails, trying to politely let him down eventually when he fucking stalks or kills her, beats her, whatever they're going to go. But look at how sweet they were in the emails. They had a full blown relationship right. and she led him on. You oh. know? That's how they twist that shit. So it's like, Women try to just ignore it, and then if you ignore it, they get upset with you. Like, you can't fucking win. And then there's so many men who act like this isn't a daily fucking occurrence. Like, right. It's so sensationalized. You're just reading shit that you see. And I'm like, no, this is what women go through all Every the fucking day. time. Like, mm-hmm. you have to worry about walking into a store if there's men standing outside, because what if one says something to you, and what if you don't smile the correct fucking way? Right. Like. You don't it's uncomfortable. put your eyes down because you don't want to look vulnerable. So you, but you don't want to make eye contact. But you, it, like, yeah, it's, yeah, you it's so, it, it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It hasn't always been, but it's definitely gotten worse. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there was a time where it was like certain instances, certain locations, different things like mm-hmm. that. And now it is, it's just different. And the world's just different. I mean, yeah, we all it know it's a certain level of, hate has been unlocked you know it has i mean it was always there but it's been unlocked and now it's like 
and are allowed. I'm to trying spew my it. best to steer away from hate. So, um, well, like I say, I, it's tough to find. I am rolling with them. It's tough to find that balance, and I struggle with that balance with this podcast. And that's another reason that when you see us disappear for some weeks, you know, that's why I, I want to be. I want to be a podcast that's having important conversation and that is bringing, you know, important topics to the forefront. But then you'll see even like today's episode, I was stumbling all over my words all over the place. And it's, I get so overwhelmed with everything that's happening. And I I want to share what's happening and, and bring it from a good place because I do think that sometimes I'm able to put a spin on things that helps communicate them in a way that people aren't getting yes you know not to toot my own horn but and i want to do that but without also being a bummer filled hour every week so it's like finding and then also even the many things that we could discuss between us that i think would be really important conversations to have so that other people can experience the type of communication we have we don't always have the emotional availability to go there right you know because we are living our own lives you know when we're not recording and sometimes that shit's heavy enough right that to really sit down and dive into the heavy emotional shit that has happened to us it can take you back to that place and i'm sure a lot of people would understand that so if you ever have ideas for things that you do want us to talk about or if you have questions for different things that you've heard we're always open to any of it absolutely you know or if you feel like we're repeating ourselves <laughs> like we are you just talked about the same shit you could tell us that too um it is christmas time so i would recommend everyone just leaving us a five-star review just for our ego's sake out of <laughs> kindness five-star review lots of kind words that's how you help the podcast grow that's right that's right <laughs> and then you can also find us on instagram and tiktok at keep over sharing could you throw in a blue heart if you like me Oh, the blue hearts. Um, The Etsy shop is listed at Oversharing. You can check out some of the cool stuff we have. And I think that's everything. We're doing our best. You're the best, girl. (laughs) You're the best. We're here. We're doing our best. And uh, that's all. (laughs) Have a great day. And as of right now, we plan on talking to you next week. So thank you so much for listening. Bye.